You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. of Teach Better Talk. My name is Ray Hewart, and as always, I am with my out-of-this-world co-host, Jeff Gargas. Jeff, how are you? I'm good, except for everyone's probably like, oh, wow, she's saying something nice, but you're really saying out-of-this-world because of the episode. I am. Wow. When you get into this episode, you'll see the, the space it. reference. That's what that was. <laughs> yes, I enjoyed it, though. Um, can I, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get you with one here. Can we talk about something else that's out-of-this-world? transition so so this episode is coming out on on the 11th which means the day before this comes out which is the 10th we did our 12-hour live stream and during that live stream we announced something pretty awesome in my opinion okay hold on we announced like 17 cool things well, yeah but like this, this particular is- thing that we decided that we we're going to talk about right now is yeah. one thing so we're going to talk about that one thing very we're exciting not- we did announce a lot, so we gave we'll give like so much stuff away too. But so and we, we announced, twelve hours, guys. Twelve, 12 hours. hours. So I gotta assume if we actually we did record this like on Thursday, which is the day that you're hearing this right now, like we'd be a lot more tired at this point. But I'm asleep right now. Right now. I'm asleep as you're watch as you're listening to this in your ears on Thursday. Just know I'm asleep. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty accurate. So so, but we announced something pretty awesome that we that that has been being been worked on for twelve months now. Um, yeah, you know, it's unbelievable how long this conversation has gone before actually launching it. In some capacity, I'm proud of us that we, you know, had a wonderful team that thought through and took their time. And But Megan and Andrea created something amazing that we yeah. get to celebrate. Huge shout out to Megan and Andrea uh, for this amazing work. Uh, do, do you want to say, should I say, are you saying it? Am I saying it? Who, who's saying it? Uh, like, how's this working here? I'm going to assume that during our 12-hour live stream, I said it. So I'm going to go with you can say it. All right, we're our ambassador program. I'm jumping right in there. <laughs> so we announced the official Teach Better ambassador program, which means you can become an ambassador with Teach Better. I don't know what that means. What does that mean, Ray? What do you mean, what does that mean? It's a huge <laughs> deal. We are so thrilled. Uh, this is one of the – this is just another way you can get involved with being a part of the Teach Better team. But what I love is that we have two phenomenal members of our team that have not only come with us, come to the team with this beautiful idea to celebrate educators, but also have created this amazing opportunity for educators' voices to be amplified, for us to get them free stuff, which is always a good thing, and uh, for us just continue to add to our family in more of an official capacity. So if you go to teachbetter.com slash ambassador, you're going to see that that website is live. Um, you can't actually apply yet. That's kind of the kicker. We have a few amazing ambassadors that we decided to launch with, but applications for everyone else opens on June 17th. Can right? we give just, yes, can we, yes, you're right. Uh, so can we give just a quick shout out to the seven that are helping us kick all this off? Yes, I love these seven amazing educators. And they've been a part of our Teach Better family for a long time, but not like officially. So I think that 
people that are in our family are going to be like, oh yeah, those people are so wonderful ambassadors. So we've got Megan and Andrea who mentioned, Megan Deegan and Andrea Couchbrenner, who have been working on this for, like I said, 12 months. They've been part of our network forever, and then they've been part of the team for, it's about a little over a year now, right around a year. Um, and then we have, let's see who else we got. We got Brianne Fennell, which we love Brianne. Uh, Lindsay Titus, who I know you start your day <laughs> off every day just listening to what she's got to say. Amazing. Um, Evan Whitehead, who is just a phenomenal consultant, a phenomenal leader, just uh, just the the knowledge that's in this man's head is unreal. And he um, shares. He's like the most generous person. If you're not is. connected with him yeah. on social media, he is sharing tools constantly. He's con- it's it's like Evan's one of those guys. You're like, hey, Evan, could you help? Before you even ask, he's just like, yes. <laughs> it's done. True. Um, speaking of another man like that, uh, Dave Schmidto. So my buddy my partner in crying dave right yes so and the day that we're recording this dave schmidto had a team ray shirt just so everybody knows that's true. That's very, true. <laughs> very true and then uh livia chan who's been with us for she, she's newer to our group but man she just like grab on our community and not and she she claims that she's getting a lot out of the community but man she's bringing so much to our team and to our community so much just love positivity and, and knowledge and her experience stuff so just an incredible crew to kick this thing off uh and and now in a few days you'll have the opportunity if you want to become an ambassador you can go on the the site like uh, Ray said, teachbetter.com slash ambassador. You can see what that means, what all, what all, you know, you kind of get what's expected, all that type of stuff. And then on the 17th, uh, application will open. Here's the catch, Ray. I know I'm nervous about this part. So I want to make sure the catch because, know this. because we know that it's that, that we like, or at least we hope like we're pretty sure it's going to be pretty quick filled up. Like we want to make sure that we can manage it properly and take care of our ambassadors the right way. Yes. We're actually only opening the window, opening the applications until we get 20 people that qualify to get in. Mm-hmm. Then we will close it. Now here's the catch. Don't panic. We're going to open it back up. We just want to make sure we can manage and properly take care of those, those 20. So it'll be 27 altogether. Right to start well, first 27 and, assuming that those 20 applications are accepted because when they submit they still need to be reviewed that's what i'm saying 20, 20 that 20 that qualify and are, are good to go and, and and agree to be a part of it and stuff like that so that could happen really really quickly it might be open and closed within an hour it might be four days i don't know so just be aware of that 17th it's gonna it's i can't we we we've uh, settled on a time is it 10 o'clock Central time, that we're doing like Central that. time yeah. which is 11 o'clock Eastern. It will yes. open on the 17th. Yes. So make sure you get in there and and just be a part of it. It's really, really cool. We're super excited. we got a lot of cool stuff planned for uh, our ambassadors and what they're going to be doing and what they're going to be a part of and, and what they get and all that fun stuff. So should be fun. So teachbetter.com slash ambassador. Cool? Yes. I cool. love it. All right, let's talk about this episode. Episode 180. How crazy is that? When you said that earlier, I was like, whoa, like that's only 20 from 200. I can do math, and that's amazing, right? All of that's amazing. The fact that I that we're at 180, the fact that we're only 20 away from 200, and the fact that Jeff can do math, all amazing. Three amazing and things. And the fact that Ray has survived 180 <laughs> episodes with Jeff Gargas. Yes, that, that is that, That's probably the, the biggest one right there. So we got to chat with Tim Stevenson, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to say this. I don't want to embarrass Tim. I think this just shows – the how humble he is um before we got started he kind of asked he's like so like why am i here like why did you ask me on and when we were done with the episode i said all right so earlier you asked why you were here that's why because after the episode we were both just like that was awesome like it was a really good episode this guy's got 
it's just I just love his viewpoint on things, his his uh, experience. You're talking 27 years experience teaching, all in the same district, which is really crazy. Um, and he's he's taught science, chemistry, and then he, I love his story about how he started teaching astronomy, and I'm gonna let it go on that. Um, but he, he he's a big astronomy guy, environmental sciences. Um, he's, he, he actually, we didn't even talk about this, but he actually got the prime minister's award in 2018, like, Whoa. cool there, right? He's got yeah. two podcasts that he started, uh, science 360 and teachers of Walnut Grove, which both of them really cool concepts. And I really like how he's using both of them as well. So, and he also sits as the director of education for plastic ocean, uh, oceans, Canada, which we did not get into in the podcast. We should definitely check out. I'm really excited about this. I, the, you mentioned it a couple times in the podcast, that sort of his passion just kind of oozes out of him and really is like, you can't help but feel like just excited about what he's talking about. And uh, I just love when we have guests like that. He is absolutely one of them. I'm super excited about this episode with Tim. I am a huge fan. Let's get into it. All right. We are here and we are chatting with Tim Stevenson. Tim, it's so great to have you on the podcast. We've been talking a little bit beforehand, uh, just trying to get to know each other. You're up in Canada. We realize that the little map that shows up on our recording here has just a little bit of the United States in there. So we're like really connected. It's great. Uh, it's a little moment for us. Uh, but, but super excited to kind of just learn about your, your, your story, your career in education and get to know you a little bit more. Before we get too far into that, man, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, considering all that's been going on with the funny way we are doing school now here in Canada, probably the same as you guys in the States. But uh, otherwise, I'm I'm pretty pumped to be here. It's going to be fun. Now, are oh. you are you back in? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Ray, but like, because I know a lot of BC went back. Are you guys back in classrooms now? Uh, well, BC has a bit of a hybrid model going on right now. So we're we're 20% uh, back in the classroom. And uh, and then the rest of the time, we're we're still doing online. Gotcha. And for those of you not hip to the Canada talk, BC is slang for British Columbia. I know I'm pretty cool, Ray. You're probably a little lost. It's all right. Yes, I've, never, I've never found you cooler than I do right this moment. <laughs> Get so out your map. Yes. Yeah, so, so a little bit, a little bit of a hybrid right now, huh? So, yeah. Hybrid situation. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. It's going pretty well. It, it's, it's, um, we're still supporting the students online learning, and, and then those who feel the need, they can voluntarily come into the class, but we're only allowed to have 20% maximum of our student population come in at any one time. So it's a pretty, it's pretty light in, in the classrooms, only four or five kids at a time. Well, Tim, I'm really excited that you're here. I'm like loving all this detail already, especially before we start recording, just learning more about you. But obviously we're gonna be able to get far deeper into all of that. Before we learn far more about your story, everything you've done in education, would you mind kind of telling our listeners what you do, how you describe yourself? Yeah, well, I'm a I'm a science teacher. Um, predominantly, I'm a, I'm an astronomy teacher, so that in itself is a little bit on the unique side. I can tell you more about that later if you want. But um, you know, like I've been in the in the business of teaching for since 1993, so I've really um, been around the the classroom a long time. So how would I describe myself? You know, like. I'm I'm a big picture thinker. I'm probably more of the more on the uh, the broad brush from thirty thousand feet kind of a of a person. Um, I see possibilities. I see opportunities. This whole COVID thing has just been one massive opportunity after another, as far as I'm concerned. I know people tend to look at 
the limitations and all the reasons why this won't work. But uh, how would you describe me? I would say I see the reasons why this will this will work and it's going to turn out really good. Uh, that's just kind of the way I am. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, I like, I mean, I like the, the positive spin on there and, and, and having, I think it's important for us with such a devastating, uh, you know, uh, crisis that we're in to find the positive anytime we can. That I, I think that's important for our mental health and also for, for moving forward. Cause we still got to take care of kids. We still got to do the things we got to do. So having that mindset of this is going to be okay. We're going to make this work is I think really, uh, really important. So I, so astronomy, so that's, that is, that's definitely unique. I, I, Ray, I don't think we've had ever had an astronomy teacher on, have we? <laughs> I don't think so. I bet the answer is no. Yeah, I, I, don't, I can't yeah. think of one. You're, you're our favorite so far. <laughs> yeah, favorite astronomy teacher. So yeah. wait a minute, who, who, who else is, have you had on then? <laughs> that's, that's, well, you know, wow, you're, okay. set, you're setting the bar high. Yeah, I'm reading the, I'm between today. the lines here. <laughs> So, so astronomy in, in, in general is, is a is a unique class and in a different style. Um, so, how much is that? I guess sort of if you could kind of paint a picture of like what was your class before and what does it look like now? What has changed now that you're remote? Like how much has that really shifted what you do in your class and how have you overcome that that change? Well, astronomy is is has become my my passion area of teaching and uh around the school i'm kind of known as the astronomy guy i'm astro stevenson right so um it's it's really come about if i could just sort of back up a bit and just tell you that when when it was early 2000s and i went to my principal and i said you know in in this day and age we're three four years into the 21st century the two hottest sciences are what I thought were genetics and astronomy. And I thought big things were going to be happening in both fields. And I said, we ought to be teaching one or the other. And uh, it wasn't uh, more than a few months later, she came back and she said, well, would you like to do the astronomy course? And so I jumped at the opportunity and I sort of, that's just an example of a, I, I created that opportunity. I just, I, I wanted to teach it. I knew what I wanted to do to make, you know, my job happy, you know, happy teacher, happy student sort of thing. And um, I've been doing it for 15 years. I didn't know too much back in the early days. I, I've learned a lot, <laughs> um, but but it's an it's a it's a way to like none of my students are really go, necessarily going on to work at NASA, right? Uh, but but I teach them, you know, everything I can I I can think of from from the moon on out, and they they get their science uh, senior science credit for graduation from that. Uh, so it's not a hard sell. People are naturally interested in space. They always are wondering, what is that bright you know, thing I saw in the sky? Or what about a black hole? And um, what about aliens? And those sorts of things. Are, it's easy to generate you know, curiosity. And so um, I, it's sort of naturally bred into the course. So now that we're online, um, it's not too hard for me to pose um, questions, sort of uh, uh, inquiry questions to dig into. And I, what I've done to help them is I've created a lot of online content that they can watch that um, kind of leads them to where I want them to be and then they can comment. Very cool. So, all right, Tim, you brought it up, so I'm going to bring it up. What about aliens? Uh, where, do you, where do you land on the alien game? Well, you know, it's one of those things where it's almost more absurd to say that there are no uh, uh, sorry, sorry. It's almost more absurd to say that there are aliens and there are not aliens. Did I say that wrong? I'm not sure. It depends on the <laughs> side you lay on. Are you saying it's more absurd to say that there aren't to think that there just are, there's nothing else out there than there is to. Yeah. Like, like yeah. the odds are pretty darn good. When you look at the stars at night, um, you can 
safely assume that probably 90% of the stars you're looking at have some sort of planetary system orbiting it. Now you figure that there's in the Milky Way galaxy alone, 400 billion stars, that means there's at least 400 billion planets and probably more. In fact, like our solar system, there's eight, right? So there's probably a trillion planets in the galaxy alone. And then there's hundreds of billions of galaxies. So the odds that Earth is the only one, but the reality is we don't have any evidence whatsoever. It's like Carl Sagan said, extraordinary claims requires extraordinary evidence. And we don't really have that yet. So um, it's likely that there's something out there, but we just don't know. Okay, I do just want to clarify, Tim. Officially, you are my favorite astronomy teacher. <laughs> uh, yes, I've, I'm pumped by that. I want to clarify that Tim just basically said there's aliens. So let's. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is they're probably so far away that we may never ever cross paths. I mean, yeah. we, it's, I think somewhere down the line we're going to continue looking, and maybe they're out there looking too, but. Or that they're not going to look obviously like what we think they were in the movies, which will be very disappointing in my opinion. But <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> yeah, you figure if if you ever did cross paths, you know, the the thought from movies is that they'd probably destroy us or they'd take us into captivity or some sort of horrible confrontation. <laughs> but when I think of us, if we ever landed on their planet, imagine if, if I think what we would do, I would think anyway, is we'd say, "Wow, that's so cool, you guys. We we've, we've come into contact. What, what can we learn from you?" I don't think we would go there and say, aha, now that we've come across these millions and millions of light years, we're going to destroy you. No, we're going to ask questions and try to learn from you. And I would expect they'd probably do the same thing. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good point. That's probably what would happen. It just doesn't make for as much a, as good of a movie. Yeah, it's, it's less of a movie not, situation. It is what it is. So <laughs> so let's see. So you just said 93. So what is that, 27 years experience yeah. teaching? Wow. And if – and at the same school, if I'm correct, right? In the same district the whole time? Same district the whole time. Not the same school. Mostly just at one school, Walnut Grove Secondary, uh, for the most part. Yeah. So I've gotten to know that building pretty well. But that, but yeah, being in the same district, that's that's awesome. Uh, that you that you've gotten to stay in that same district and stuff. And I also know that you you've got a podcast. You got do you have two podcasts? Yeah, a little bit of a COVID opportunity here. Um, I okay. I knew that um, on the one hand. Being at Walnut Grove for such a long time, I knew that um, there's a lot of staff turnover. There's a, there's a group of us that are all going to be retiring in the next five years. And when we go, sort of with us, we'll leave the legacy of the original staff at Walnut Grove. It's a relatively new school. It's about 30-year-old school. And so to sort of hang on to that, I thought, you know what we need to do is we need to capture some stories. And so I, I started a podcast called Teachers of Walnut Grove, and I've been interviewing uh, teachers. And I didn't know what was going to come of it. But what I think has come of it is they've started all telling interesting stories about the culture of the school and what made it so great. And, and it was the people who, who opened that building and uh, they all had a way. And I think new teachers should listen to this podcast because they can say, like, you mean, in order to do something great with a teaching career, what do I need to do? Well, listen to this podcast. Because the things that these teachers have done is inspiring. And I think younger teachers who are just starting out and thinking, how, how can I make my mark in education? Well, there's some great examples here. So one by one, I've been contacting teachers and saying, hey, would you like to sit down and have a conversation on the Teachers of Walnut Grove podcast? And this is sort of what it's become. 
That's pretty cool. And then the other one is science, science 360. Yeah. Science 360 is, is an idea I've had for quite a while. Uh, the 360, because it represents, it could be any aspect the full circle, any aspect of science, doesn't matter what it is. I have a particular slant towards astronomy and the environment. So a lot of my guests are kind of in those fields. So I talked to them. I did. We just talk about their area of expertise and I ask them some questions and, um, and then I, well, you know, what I do actually is, Quite a few of them I've I've assigned to my students as as um, you know their stay at home learning assignment instead of me teaching them here listen to this thirty minute podcast and then tell me what you've learned what did it make you think do you have questions did it make you dig a little deeper what and then we sort of interact with the material uh, that way and I think it's met with a pretty positive response I love that so much it almost hurts mm. that, that is so cool. <laughs> I won't lie. I mean, I, I feel like we've talked to a lot of people that have emphasized the need to tell the story of the school. And there's a lot of different ways we've seen this, obviously social media being a massive one. I love the idea of just creating a podcast because you truly are creating a time capsule of of the magic of the school that you could continue. I mean, for years, it's it's a great idea. It, it is a time capsule, and it's it's especially significant to the people who know the people and who know the school. But if you simply wanted, um, you know, say in a teacher training program at a university, uh, this is good for, if you kind of get get over the fact that I really don't know the people I'm listening to. It's worth hearing just because they're the effort that they put into their careers and the connections that they've made with the students. It it, it wasn't. It wasn't the stories of of students saying, "Gee, you know, you you had some of the best tests I've ever written." Wow, I'm always going to remember that. No, it's not like it's it's like it's the connections, it's the relationships, it's the personal stories, it's the clubs, it's the sports, it's the trips, it's all these extra things that that kids are going to remember, and and you know they walk away with a feeling, and it's an impact on their lives that that. Um, we're hearing time and time again. I didn't know that that was going to happen when I started this podcast, but it's just this theme that sort of popped out at me. You know, Tim, I have one quick question for you. I know I'm getting off topic here, but I have to know, have you ever considered an, a, using this thing? podcast style? No, it's not, <laughs> it's not. It should be an alien thing. That was going to be my second question. I didn't know if Jeff was going to let me go for two. But the main one is, could you use this to even just celebrate the incoming students or the incoming new staff to learn about the amazing place they're about to work or learn in. I mean, you're really setting not only a culture within the within the school itself, but also this is a great avenue for a new teacher picking up, you know, a, a new position in an area they're unfamiliar or students coming in, freshmen getting excited to to, to learn in that environment. It, do you use it that way ever? Well, it, it's relatively new. I've only been doing it for a couple of months and I've got nine episodes, but um that is definitely on my on my uh, hit list because like for instance we're we're going through an admin change in our school well the new admin coming in they're not going to have a long history with the school if quite frankly they were smart what they do is they'd sit and they'd listen to some of these and they go oh so that's what this school's been about for the last 30 years that's interesting now i know a bit more about the way this school kind of ticks and um uh, they'll they'll be more in tune with with who they're working with well, Tim, I won't lie to you. Um, now that you're especially connected to Jeff Gargas, he's about the worst person ever to, when you tell him 
the goals you have because he holds you accountable and makes them like 13 times larger than you expected. So just be aware that he's about to text you after this episode and he's going <laughs> to want like a hundred episodes by next month recorded <laughs> so you can make this all happen. Okay. I'll, yeah. I've got nothing else going on. So I think, it, yeah, I think it's cool. I think both the podcast and the, and the way you're using them are really cool. That's, 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 that's really awesome. And, and it goes back to what you originally said, like seeing the positive in this crisis that we're in and taking advantage of that opportunity that was there as well. Uh, you're definitely doing that. So that's super cool. And I, I agree with you with the admin piece. Like what, that's an amazing resource for that new admin to come in and learn about, I mean, like be, yeah, I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. All right. Let's, we're going to actually, let's get to some of the questions that we, we normally do here. So one of the ones that we, something we always talk about on this podcast is, is failure and overcoming challenges. I always say that I've been fortunate enough to fail a whole lot in my life because I've learned from each one of those things. So can you, uh, just share a story with us by the time you've had a failure or a challenge that you had to overcome, just kind of share with us what happened. How did you overcome that? And then what did you take away from that experience? Well, I, I don't know that there's been, I mean, honestly, I, I, maybe I've had a bit of a blessed career. Like I, I don't know that there's been a huge moment of failure, but there's, you know, all throughout a career and life. In fact, there's always things that are disappointing. Things didn't work out the way you wanted them to. I, I've always looked at those, and at the moment, I've, I've thought, you know, wow, what's gone wrong? What happened here? Um, but what happens is you've got to hang in there, and you've got to just wait, who knows, months, weeks, years, I don't know, whatever it happens to be. And the number of times I've looked back and said, wow, it's it's actually turned out okay. I thought I was going to be in that school. I ended up in this school. I thought I'd be teaching that class. I got this one. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want, but it it worked out okay. And I think um, the, o- overreacting to a situation uh, too fast and too soon uh, usually is not the best course of action. Just hang in there, see what's going to come of it, hope for the best. And I found, in my experience, it's usually worked out that way. I think that's great. That's so awesome. I have to know, with everything that you've done, because it sounds to me like you're passionate about a lot of different things. Yeah. If you had to identify like what keeps you most excited about education or, or all that you're doing, what what would that be? Well, I know that uh, one of the things you're going to ask me about is a um, great piece of advice. And I, I can't help but going back to my faculty or sorry, it was my school associate way back in 92, 93, John Maschak. Uh, he was the teacher who guided me in my practicum. And he said at the time, that teaching is a 24-7 job 10 months of the year. And he said, kind of just get used to that. And I I, I always took that to heart. And I, I think these days it's more maybe 12 months of the year. And honestly, I think it is. I think if someone's going to truly get the most out of their teaching career, they're going to look at it that way. I just love the opportunity to tell people what I know. I love learning things and then saying, have you heard about this? Like, this is amazing. You didn't know that there were a trillion planets in the galaxy? Let me tell you about that. Now, let's talk about the possibilities of life out there. And, and you know, like, it's, it's just what keeps me passionate. I just love to learn things. And I've got a couple of key areas I like to learn about. I have to admit, I've stumbled across astronomy and I've stumbled across environmental issues. And they've made kind of my career. Um, I've, 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 I'm sort of wrapped up in them and I read about them. And when I learn stuff, I just want to sort of teach people. I, I just want to teach. 
<laughs> it's, it's sort of an innate thing. Maybe it's just a natural thing. But I think if you're going to enjoy your teaching career, you've got to find A, your passion. And then B, you've just got to love teaching it. And I guess that's worked out <laughs> in my case. It's what I, it's what I am. Well, and I like your tie-in between those two questions. You're right. Question four and five in our podcast always is about what are you passionate about and what keeps you thriving in education, essentially? And then what's the advice you'd give for someone to also reach that point uh, supporting students? And I have to tell you, Tim, I know that we've only recently connected, but even just hearing on this podcast, I would love to be in your class because I love learning from passionate educators. And it's so different when you're surrounded in a learning environment with an educator that is so in love with being present and sharing and learning that whole experience, uh, rather than being with somebody who's maybe just, you know, feeling like they're doing their job, you know, maybe just mm -hmm. doing, you know, the, the nine to five, which it seems like most teachers don't do, but that passion really is the difference when it oozes out of your pores, you really want to be in that class. So I love that that was your piece of advice and your passion. It worked very well. Mm. You know, the, I have to say, like, the, the expression that's been used about the guide and the side versus the sage and the stage, I, I kind of cringe at that particular expression. And I, it concerns me that that sort of crept into, you know, what defines a great teacher is that guide on the side instead of this, you know, like, but what is a teacher? The very word teacher is I teach. It's what I do. I, I, I express knowledge and understanding through story and through relevant application and through enthusiasm I, I i quite frankly i think my bread and butter has been i i i teach and and kids listen and they and they give me good feedback quite frankly they give me good feedback and i i think there's something to be said for teachers thinking i'm not doing what i'm supposed to be doing because i spent 25 minutes actually talking well, maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. I guess it depends on how you do it. I, I don't think what I do is lecturing. I don't think I'm lecturing you. I think we're having discussions. And, um, I, I, and I, maybe, maybe that's the, the, something that teachers should be more willing to do. <laughs> yeah, I do, think, I do think sometimes that gets a little bit confused between lecturing and then active learning in that sense. When you're having a discussion, they're still actively learning. So yeah, you may be talking, you may be at the front of the room speaking for 25 minutes, but if they're, in, if they're engaging with you and you're storytelling, you're having a conversation, that's not the same as just standing up there and delivering, right? It's, it's a different thing. You're bringing them into that that storytelling and, and the conversation. That's that's a different thing in my opinion. So, And, and I can feel it. I, I just From this podcast, I, I just can't imagine you standing up there and being the guy that just like, wah, wah, like that's just not that's just not how it would be. So, um, yeah. that, so that which you saying you're getting the positive feedback. So I, I don't that doesn't surprise me at all. So, um, all right, let's let's continue. I always say like yeah. let's have some fun here, but like we didn't have the whole time. So let's keep having some fun. Sure. With these, with these next six questions, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna throw them at you. Your goal is to answer each one in 15 seconds or less. You ready? I'm ready. I think. Right. <laughs> Give us. I'll take it. I think it's good enough for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Give us one ed tech tool you cannot live without. Oh, I think that my, I think that my iPad and my, and my, and my Apple pencil and my projector with wireless connections. I love that opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Visual, man. You got to be visual. 
Does that count as one ed tech tool? Come on, I'm, Tim. I'm, I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give it to him. Uh, it's, sorry. A, it's, it's sort of like a solar system of tech tools. We're going to let it roll. I needed my solar tech. system. It's a, <laughs> They work together. Uh, give us a, a book you're reading right now. Oh yeah, um, you gotta read. Um, you gotta read "Mother of God" by Paul Rosalie. Uh, just an amazing book uh, about a guy from New York who ended up down in the Amazon, Peru, actually, and he's now a conservationist. He's all over the media, news talks about the Amazon fires and things. Fascinating book, Paul Rosalie, "Mother of God." Uh, who do we need to follow on either Twitter or Instagram today? Uh, on, I, I think. Um, Dang it! I had uh, I had a good. Oh boy, you give me fifteen seconds. You're killing me here. <laughs> I got that written down. Honestly, to, to, okay. Let me just qualify and answer the question this way. I will probably not give you the answer of an educator. I like to get information, right? So I'm in this field. I'm going to follow people. Like for instance, one that I I really quite like is Professor Catherine Hayhoe. Professor on Twitter. Um, this, okay. this, she's actually a prof down in Texas. She's a Canadian actually. Uh, and, uh, probably one of the greatest communicators on climate change on Twitter today. Cool. Excellent. Uh, give us a good YouTube channel or website for educators to check out. Oh, I think, um, a couple engineered ex engineering explained is really good. And, uh, I really like world science festival by Brian green. He's a professor at uh, Columbia university in New York. Uh, he's got a fantastic website, uh, and he's been answering a question a day ever since March. Over, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, fascinating. If you're a science teacher, you've got to be listening to uh, Brian Green on World Science Festival. Give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get into. Uh, you, I think on a daily basis, you got to know what's going on in the world. You got to be up uh, up to date on current affairs. Uh, you got to be reading. You always got to be innovating. Uh, I, I know I'm a big fan of creating. You got on a daily basis, be thinking, how can I create something fantastic that's going to grab my students' attention? Uh, be online. What's your online presence? You got to build that. And lastly, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? I kind of answered that one already. <laughs> but I think I, I, do go, I do go back to... Uh, um, if, if we're talking about advice for teaching, it's, it really does have to be kind of all-consuming. You have to be involved in this on a regular basis. I'm everywhere I go. I'm thinking, hey, that's interesting. What could I learn about that? Who could I talk to? Or that conversation I just had. Can I turn that into a guest lesson? Can I kind of turn that into a lesson for myself? You know, you've always got to keep your eyes and ears open to what's around you, and and then bring it into your classroom and make it relevant. I like that, Tim. It's like with people that say, oh, you know, teaching's a lifestyle. Like it's not, it is a career. We do work, but you really do need to kind of encompass it as at all times to stay relevant. And I, I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. Cool. <laughs> well, Tim, I want to make sure that all of our listeners can stay connected to you because I've learned so much, even just within our short conversation. I want to make sure I go follow everybody that you suggested and connect with you further. To continue to learn, I, I am not a professional astronomer by any means, but man, am I interested in it now. So would you mind kind of sharing with us how people can stay connected, whether it be your Twitter, your Instagram, or maybe you have a blog you'd like to share? Well, I've got a bit of a theme going on. I I, I, I am known as Astro Stevenson. So my Twitter is Astro Stevenson. My Instagram is Astro Stevenson. 
My website is astrostevenson.ca. My Facebook page is facebook.com slash astrostevenson. (laughs) So, um, and all all the content that I create uh, on video and uh, podcasts and blogs, it's all on my website at astrostevenson.ca. And um, it's, 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 that's where you're going to find me. Uh, and anything I've created is is going to be there. Well, you made that pretty easy on us. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one now and it happens. So you listen and you know, you can find all the links and all the resources and everything we talked about here in this episode over at teachbetter.com, as well as the really important links for connecting with uh, Tim and keeping the conversation going. So head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and a review, we'd really, really appreciate that as well. And let's keep taking this one step further. Think of just three of your colleagues who need to, need to hear these amazing stories and connect with these amazing educators and share this podcast with them. Tim, this was awesome, man. I really appreciate you coming on and chatting with us, just sharing your story and your passion. You can just feel it coming through. And that's we just love episodes that, that, that have that where you're going to – I know people are going to listen and just feel it, and it gets me pumped up. So thanks for giving us some of your time, man. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Love the opportunity. Until next time, let's get out there. Let's teach better.